All right, so the lack of financial education cost Americans $450 billion last year. 79% of Americans right now are living paycheck to paycheck, and most American households are equity rich and cash poor. That's another word for broke. It's a horrible place to be in right now in today's market. So until these statistics change, I'm going to be here every single week giving you information that will help you come out the other side of homeownership in a better financial position because you have to understand this. The media is not going to help you. The government's not going to help you and schools are not teaching this stuff. So it's up to us. So welcome back to another episode of the happy homeowner podcast. My name is Dan Keller and I have an incredible guest today, Dave. And I want to make sure I say this right. My friend, <laughs> Dave Pied Drahita. Very good. Very good. Okay. Perfect. Uh, stud real estate agent, um, with Keller Williams, no relationship to Dan Keller, by the way, um, on the east side, Keller Williams east side, right? That's right. That's right. Right on. Thanks for being here, man. Thank you for having me. So I met Dave uh, a few months ago. And one of the things that I learned quickly about Dave is how much we have in common. You know, background in fitness. I got a background in fitness, background in uh, athletics. Yeah. A little bit different. You're rugby? Rugby 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> Still walking little, upright. <laughs> yeah. A little different than baseball. Um, but, but, you have to understand this, and I think this is important if you're listening. Uh, in order to be in fitness and to, and, and to be a fitness trainer, a strength and conditioning coach at a super high level, um, to be a nurse, to be a physician, to be a teacher, you have to love serving. You have to love people. You have to love helping people. So it's, there's no surprise that you are a successful real estate agent because I think it's, it's I, I don't like cheesy slogans, and I know you don't advertise this, but you've said this to me a couple of times, and I want to make sure I get this thing right. I think I wrote this down. But your business is all about people and relationships, not houses and transactions, and I love that. That's right, yeah. I love that. And so you're going to tell us more about what that means, but I'm going to, I think you as a listener and a viewer, you're going to understand what this means as you listen to the data that he shares, because I get, I guarantee much like me, wherever we go, oh, you're in mortgage finance. Hey, how's the market? Oh, you're in real estate. How's the market? So what Dave's going to do today, we do this every single month. We do a month in review. So what is today? August 16th, we're reviewing July's numbers, and then we're going to bring you current mm -hmm. on, on where the market's at. And I'm a mortgage professional, so I don't get to study this info. So I get to lean on guys like you to help keep me abreast on what the market's actually doing. And I think it's super important for you guys to understand every single month. Don't listen to the media. Don't listen to the news. Listen, the news is all about getting clicks and views. Okay. You and I are all about people and relationships and educating. So you're going to have a lot of information here today to digest. We've broken it down into four quadrants, super easy, about 10 minutes. So bear with us today. So the first thing we want to talk about, uh, we talk about this every single month. Yeah. So let's talk about months worth of inventory right now. I'll let you talk about July and then mm -hmm. I'm going to kind of go back in and bring a recap of what we learned from June. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think just to explain to those of you out there that, that don't understand uh, months of inventory, it's a metric we use to really gauge kind of what market it is that we're in. Mm -hmm. And what what months of inventory means is if, if we stopped, if no new homes were put on the market after today, how long would it take to sell off the remaining yep. inventory? Yep. And, you know, that comes up with a period of time. So, you know, in our greater Seattle area market, zero to four months of inventory is a seller's market. Okay. Four to six months of inventory 
is a balanced market. Okay. And anything over six months is a buyer's market. So with that in mind, July 2022, we had two months of inventory, which is surprising to a lot of people because yeah. they're like, oh, there's all this new inventory on yeah. the market. Yeah. And uh, it's great. And, and yeah, there's a lot more, but compared to what? Yeah. And through 2020 and 2021, we saw those numbers get lower than they've ever been. Oh, yeah. And like so, ten, like 10 days, right? I yeah. remember seeing it wasn't months yeah. of inventory, no, it was like days, it was days, yeah. it was weeks, yeah. which is just not real, it's not sustainable. It's just the period that we were the cycle that we were going through, yeah. Homes are coming off the market faster than they were coming on, yeah. And so, two months of inventory is still really, really low. And yeah. you know, the Seattle area continues to have an inventory issue, new construction is behind, yep. and, and I, I've heard you talk about that on, on some of your other podcasts, so um. Another thing, another number to throw out there, if we go back to 2008, the start of the, the Great Recession, it was knocking on the door of 13 months for, for yep. several months there. Yep. So it gives you a little bit of an idea. Of, well, of it gives what. you perspective, too. And the media right now is spending a lot of time talking about um, recession, collapse, housing collapse, bubble. You have to understand the reason why we bring you this information is so you understand that, one, a recession is not a bad thing. Um, how many of you guys love inflation right now and paying 30, 40, 50% more than a product is actually worth or higher gas prices and higher home prices and higher mortgage rates? No one, all the hands go down. So really what I tell people is the opposite of inflation is recession. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the market's going through inflation right now. It, they're gonna make the cost of buying things higher so people, Americans, stop spending so much, which potentially could put us into a recession. A recession just means we're pulling back, receding, kind of like my hairline, um, in regards <laughs> to how much money we spend. So when we do get into a recession, the government wants to speed up spending again, so they'll make stuff cheap again, which is good, which is good for real estate, which is yeah. good for mortgages. So. You have to understand recession's an opportunity. Recession's not a bad thing. Recession is not 2008. And I think right now with the media and the news, they're trying to connect 2022 to 2006 and seven, and they're failing miserably because the data just doesn't support that. So you were saying 13 to 14 months consistent mm -hmm. uh, worth of inventory and we're at white, we're at two. So again, Right now, we're at two. Next month, we're going to come back to you and talk with you about that. So last, I think last month in June, we were, it was like a little over a month. Okay, so this is all good. There's nothing wrong with what's going on right now. Yeah. Now, this is going to bring me to uh, a, a kind of almost a follow-up question. But when we talk about months of inventory, we also got to talk about days on market because this is more of a, the days on market is more of like in the trenches statistics. So we talk about this every single month. Let's talk about total days on market. So you're a seller, you list your house. How many days can you expect that house to sell in today's market? So I pulled them, I pulled the numbers yesterday for King County and we are averaging 40 days on market. Okay. I pulled the numbers for Snohomish County and it was 39. So okay. pretty much the same. So there that's are, current, that's right that's now in current August. current as of yesterday. Okay. Cool. Um, now we can go back so last year, mm -hmm. um, year before, and we were seeing two mm -hmm. to five. Mm -hmm. It was pretty normal. Um, but again, that's not a real market. That's yeah. not the market that yeah. we're used to. Yeah. So I think June, July was about 34. June was about 17. May was about 10. So we are seeing um, 
homes taking a little bit longer to sell. Mm -hmm. So I, I have my answer to why I think this is happening. Um, more listings on the market. What, what is your answer to that? Why are we seeing it take, um, you know, 40 days for a house to sell versus 20? So yeah, there is more, there is more selection out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also, well, you know, going back to, you know, and I'm, I'm, I want to say this cause there's probably people watching right now going, well, you're, you know, based on what you said, two months of inventory, you're saying we're in a seller's market and, you know, but we're hearing about price reductions and this and that. So, you know, if you don't mind, mm-hmm. we're a little bit of both, mm-hmm. you know, we're a little bit of a seller's we're, we're statistically in a seller's market if we purely looked at the numbers, yeah. but we have to look at some of the emotional impact that we're seeing yeah. affect both buyers and sellers right now. Mm-hmm. And for some of the reasons that you, you, you've yeah. already mentioned. So, you know, we have this big buyer pool yeah. and whenever there's a big change and we just had a change in the market, yeah. a lot of, there's a good chunk of people that kind of take a step back and freeze for a minute, mm-hmm. see what's going on. Um, so we've had a chunk of people do that. And for a lot of reasons, mm-hmm. you know, we have inflation, recession looming, the, the media spreading fear, you know, what are interest rates going to do? Yeah. And so, there's a lot of people that are just kind of holding back and waiting. And then we have some people in that buyer pool that maybe got priced out affordability wise when rates went up. Um, So, you know, these things have that buyer pool being kind of temporarily shrunk, but also sellers, sellers are kind of panicking right now beyond what they really need to be. They're like, you know, I've missed the boat, you know, we missed the peak and you know, the news said, yeah, you know, FOMO. We're, we're, we got another yeah. crash. Yeah. And so we got to, we got to sell this house and get yep. it off the market as yep. fast as we can. And, uh, you know, buyers are, buyers are making good on that and they're getting some really good deals out there. I love what you said earlier that today's buyers are, they're sitting quietly on mm-hmm. the sidelines right now because of consumer confidence, because of inflation, because of the media, because of rising interest rates. And they're patiently sitting on the sidelines, quietly making, waiting to make a move. Now, I'm going to piggyback on top of that and say that I think today's buyers, today's home buyers, are the most intelligent home buyers that this market's ever seen. One, they have access to the internet. Number two, exactly what you just said. They're watching Redfin. They're watching Zillow. They're watching stats. They're talking to professionals like you, um, and they're seeing days on market increasing. They're seeing... We're going to talk about this next homes selling for X percentage of list price. It's less than list price now. And then they're coming out of the emotional side of this where they just witnessed their friends and family members and coworkers having to pay 150 to $200,000 more for a house or over listing over the last two years. And they're like, I don't want nothing to do with that, but I do like the interest rate that they got, right? They got a three to, you know, three and a half percent, 30 year fixed but they had to pay $100,000 or $200,000 over list price. So now they're going, oh my gosh, they're watching this. But then you've got that consumer confidence part of it, right. that issue. <laughs> I think it's an issue. I don't think there is any reason why you should be less confident in today's market. I think you should be more confident in today's market than a year ago. Because I can tell you as a mortgage professional, I did not like seeing my clients pay one hundred dollars to $150,000 to $200,000, $250,000 over list price for a house. I mean, yeah, it was my job to originate the mortgage and to fund the mortgage, but the whole whatever it takes mentality to get into the house, I did not like that. There was no options and it was do whatever it takes to get the house. Like they were going out of style. 
now home buyers have options. Yeah, absolutely. They have a couple to choose from, or they can say, hey, I'm going to hold tight. Uh, I'm going to be a little bit more picky because I am sitting on the sides. I'm watching this data. This data makes sense. Then I'm going to have some more options maybe coming up. So speaking of options too, um, I love some, you brought some really good statistics and we're going to pull it up on the screen. Yeah. But I love the fact that you you showed me something before we jumped online today about the uh, the, uh, the amount of homes coming on the market, the amount of pendings, you call them mm -hmm. pendings, and solds. Let's go over that piece of data. And then yeah. I want to close with, I want to close with uh, a 2019 versus 2022 comparison. Mm -hmm. Okay. And before I drop the hammer on that, because I got, I got something really big to say on that. Let's go over some of these numbers. And I think you need to pay attention because these numbers right now are very, very important to understand. Yeah, so so I, I do a lot of research on on a site called Trend Graphics, and that pulls data, you know, from I can pull it from any county, from mm -hmm. a city, from a zip code. But for purposes of this here, I did it for King County. And here's why he does this. Listen, so when Dave and I are out in public, when I'm in public, I was on the airplane last night flying home from from uh, California, and sitting next to the the person sitting next to me is like, hey, you know, what do you do for a living? And I said, oh, I'm in mortgage finance. Oh my gosh, how's the market? You probably get this a hundred times a week as a real estate agent. You're, yeah. you're at Starbucks or you meet a new client um, and they, you know, you work at Keller Williams, you're a real estate agent. Oh my gosh, how's the market? So this is how he answers that question. And it's so important that it's not an emotional response. It's not an off the cuff response. This is an educated response, a professional response with data. Yeah. So I, I like to bring them numbers. I like to bring them what is mm -hmm. happening in the market today. And, and, and then I like to look at trends going back because if you look back year over year over year and go back 15 years, yep. the trends stay very, very similar. Okay. And, you know, the numbers will change, but the trends will not. And even through 08 and to 12, the trends stayed the same. So it gives us, we can't tell the future, but we can have a little bit of an idea of we might what might be coming around the corner. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at this graph on screen and, and, you know, this is looking at four key metrics and the, you know, you got the line here that is new listings and that's how many listings are coming onto the market in that month. You have pended and pended means homes that are going under contract in that given month. And then you also have for sale and for sale means at the end of that month, that's how many active homes there were on the market. And then lastly, you have solds and sold your homes that closed in that month. So these are broken up into two groups. There's leading indicators and lagging indicators, and I'll quickly cover that. Mm -hmm. um, new listings and pendants, those are leading indicators. That's telling us what's happening right, right now. now. Yep. Um, and with the four sales and the solds, that's a bit of a lagging indicator, you know, because that sold could have gone under contract the month yeah. before, yeah. and maybe it went on the market two months before that. Correct. Yep. So I really like to follow the new listings and the pendants and see what they're doing. Yep. And if you look here, you know, we climbed from a very low point in December. Yep. And all the way up to a peak in June of, you know, just under 4,000 new listings. Mm -hmm. And then we took a turn down um, in July. And then when I look at that, I quickly look back to the year prior. And mm -hmm. if you look back to June, it peaked, yeah. made the turn. We are generally going to see it make its way down to its lowest point in December before it turns the corner and starts going back up. Which is every single year. Every single year. Real estate is seasonal. 
Yeah. People need to understand this. Real estate is seasonal and real estate is cyclical. We're going through a cycle right now. Mm -hmm. Cycles every seven to 10 years, but seasons happen, what, four times a year, two, yeah. three, four times a year in real estate. So That's right. um, it's important to understand that to, to not take the emotional and the media aspect out of this and focus on the data, yeah. not the drama. And you know, and, and, and if you're looking at last year to, compared to this year on this graph, you've noticed one thing, and that's that that pended line, mm -hmm. that was hugging that new listing line pretty tight, you know, through yeah. the first half, I mean, it was May of 21, all yeah. the way, all the way up to yep. March of this year is yep. when it started to split. And that's, that's telling you that houses are coming off the market almost as fast as they're coming off. Yep. And in a couple instances, you see the lines cross. I always mm -hmm. think of Ghostbusters, by the way, yep. <laughs> yep. across the streams. That means homes are coming off the market faster than they're going yep. on. And so, and that's where you start to see these low, low, low numbers from November mm -hmm. through March where they were under a thousand for sale active homes. And we've never seen that number get under a thousand until this last year. Um, so that's where we're talking about. We had that extremely low yeah. inventory and that is bumping back up now. And I know we're talking about June and looking at June and July here, mm -hmm. but I also, you know, have some of the numbers up through halfway into August mm -hmm. and that new listing line is still coming down about 28%. And pendings actually are up 30%. So the lines yep. are coming, coming back together. together. Okay, so this is crucial. This is really important right now that you stop and you understand this because one, it's proving again, what the media is gonna tell you is it's bad, but this is proving is that this is seasonal. Yeah. At the August of every year, we have less homes that come on the market. Um, we're, and of course we're having more pendings because there's a lot of buyers out there. There's buyer demand out there, so that's good media. King Five News, Cairo, get a hold of this and publish this information. The other thing is so important to understand right now. The chart that I'm looking at in front of me, because you printed off one from 2019, yep. it almost mirrors what we're going through right now. Yeah. June, July, and August of 2019, June, July, and, and, and August of 2022. So rewind back to 2019, 2019. Oh, wait, that was the year prior to COVID, right? Where mm -hmm. things were normal and there wasn't all this hype and, and drama in the media about everything. Okay. The markets were fine. I was having great years in mortgage. You're having great years in real estate in 2019. I think for the first time in a long time, financial planners talk a lot about taking the emotions out of investing because if you watch the stock market every single day and you watch your portfolio go up and down every single day, you're going to freak out. And I think what's happened right now is that the media and I think people in the amount of the access to information, they're getting emotionally involved with the markets, with housing, and you can't do that. It'll drive you nuts. So I always go back to the basics. Um, does the house meet your budget criteria? Does it meet your family criteria? Does it meet your, you know, your kind of your life goals criteria for the moment? If it does, buy the house. You can't lose in real estate. You're not going to lose in real estate, especially if you hold on to it for three to five years. So it's important for you to understand this data. It's important for you to understand what Dave's been talking about today. I think the, the last thing that I want to hit home with, and I mentioned this a second ago about how close this is to 2019, Eliminate the last two years because that wasn't sustainable. 2019 homes still went up in value. 2018 homes still went up in value. They just, homes didn't sell for $100,000 over ask price, okay? So I think it's important to understand all of this stuff. We're in a very healthy market. I mm -hmm. believe we're in a good, the interest rates are coming back down into the low to mid fives. 
which is great. Interest rates in 2019 were in the mid fours. So we're not too far off from that. Um, other than that, live your life, you know, enjoy life. We go, we get one shot at this thing, right? Worrying and speculating about a market that's going to be healthy, that's going to be sustainable. We have a lot of people that want to buy here in the Seattle area. Uh, we're running out of land to build on. Builders are behind. Anything I'm missing here on this whole real estate thing? You know, I think I think home values right now are just trying to find their new baseline. Yep. And, you know, I feel that that baseline is we got to kind of turn the clock back to late 2021. Okay. And fall in line with where the values were there. Okay. And that's, I think, where we'll start moving forward. Cool. Um, right now, we have too many people trying to, you know, just hold on to that last bit of, yeah. of the 2021, yeah. 2020, beginning of 2022 market. And it just, you know, that market, yeah. you know, three months ago might as well have been 30 years ago. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, there's, there's good opportunity for sellers and buyers. You yeah. know, I mean, how many sellers in the last two years said, you know, yeah, I could sell my house super easy, but yeah. I couldn't find anything. Yep. So I don't, I'm not going to sell. Yeah. So for the move up buyer, you know, the downsizer, even the lateral move, now's, now's a great opportunity. Yeah. I love it, man. Great episode. Great information, Dave. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dan. For your time. Uh, little plug for Dave. I Like I said, I fell in love with the idea that Dave is all about people and relationships, not houses and transactions. You, 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 you prove that in how you operate your business and how you take great care of your clients. Um, if you want to reach out to Dave, you have any questions on real estate for Dave is information's on the screen. It's down below. If you're watching this on YouTube in the descriptions, uh, again, my goal with this podcast is to help you come out the other side of home ownership. Whether you're just thinking about getting into home ownership and buying a home, or you're currently a homeowner to help you come out the other side of home ownership in a better financial position as a result of our relationship. So I hope today helped. Uh, I'll be right back here next week with some more information. I hope you enjoyed this. Bye for now.